0: So settle in and get centered. This podcast is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand mindfulness and self-care platform designed to support you creating sustainable rituals and practices in your life so that you can feel more centered, calm, focused, and energized to handle the ups and downs and twists and turns of this modern day world. Learn more and sign up for your seven-day free trial at centeredinthecity.org. Welcome back to the Centered in the City podcast. Today, I have another solo episode as I want to dive deeper into my reflections after returning from my month-long silent retreat, specifically around the themes of time, boredom, eating, and who knows where else we might go. So settle in and get centered. I want to begin with a quote from the Dalai Lama, and this quote was shared with me on my retreat with one of my meditation teachers, Greg Scharf, who said, The Dalai Lama was once asked what surprised him most about humanity, and he answered, Man, Man, Because he sacrifices his health in order to make money, then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health, and then he is so anxious about the future, he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die, and then dies having never really lived. Whew. Just letting those words sink in and notice what comes up for you as you hear this quote. For me, when I heard this in my retreat, it just like twisted my stomach and made me so connected to my mission in life of helping people prioritize their mental, emotional, physical well-being because all we have is this moment. And yet we continually try to be on this hedonic treadmill of doing more, of accumulating more, of working harder, thinking that's the purpose of life. And we forget about our mental, emotional well-being. And when we forget about our mental, emotional well-being, we're also disconnecting from life and therefore disconnecting from each other, from the planet. So there's so much in this quote that, that wakes me up. One of the things that became apparent to me on retreat and specifically off retreat as I'm transitioning back was pace and time and boredom. And I've talked on the podcast before about hurry sickness, about this need to constantly be busy and filling our time and feeling productive that is so prevalent in our society, prevalent in a lot of my clients. And I spoke on my last episode about recapping the retreat, how I noticed how it took me multiple days to untangle from the fast pace, to fully arrive and feel even more embodied and to feel present. And as I returned back to my modern day life, I noticed within the first few hours of being home, This impulse to catch up. This feeling that even though I felt so deeply present and nourished on my month long retreat, even with the suffering that arised, as I came back to the modern world, even without checking email or text or social media or the news, I felt this impulse to catch up. And how it manifested wasn't necessarily in my thoughts, but it manifested in the way I started to interact with life and specifically food. It was this feeling like I had to catch up by eating more than I needed. And my mind wasn't... It was craving certain things, noticing, oh, I can actually get pastries now or I can have coffee now or I get to have cookies now. And and so there's definitely some craving going on in the mind. But I noticed how I was in relationship to the food that I wanted to eat and enjoy came with a little bit of like a manic energy. You know, I noticed there were moments where I was reaching to the freezer to grab a cookie when I already had a cookie in my mouth. And I saw this happening and I kind of was like, wait, slow down. What, you know, take your time with this. But I wanted to be um, ignoring that thought, ignoring that wisdom. <laughs> and I noticed. And so I, I sat with this for a while, noticing this response in my system and tried to have a lot of curiosity and compassion for myself because it didn't feel good in my physical body, yet I noticed it was happening. And I got really curious with it and explored it in journaling and explored it in my meditation practice and and tried to just, again, continually be curious to get some sort of insight and wisdom from it. And what came up for me, which offered this different switch and relationship was that I was needing this modern part of me to feel fed. And I was needing to feel busy and like I was doing something and it was manifesting in the form of food and busyness eating when in fact I was really intentionally trying to create a lot of spaciousness in my transition home. You know, I was not taking on clients for the first week. I was trying to minimize my phone calls and video calls to catch up with friends and family members. But yet, there was just this inner impulse to be busy, to be fed, and it didn't. It didn't feel good. It didn't land in my system, and so one of the ways that I've been needing this. Impulse is by regrounding into my mindful eating practice. And you'd think my mindful eating practice would be really sharp and grounded after a month of silently and mindfully eating. But being in a new space or back into my old space, right, access to a pantry and fridge all the time, kind of offered a different relationship to mindful eating. And so I got to get curious about my practice and reorient and so it wasn't about for me to restrict myself and say no cookies no sweets you know no snacking because that doesn't work for me saying no is uh restricting joy and so for me it's it's just about balancing but also about the ritual of eating and enjoying whatever i am deciding to eat and enjoy So can I sit down and eat my cookie or mindfully dip my cookie into coffee and taste each bite and notice the flavors and layers of complexity versus shoving it in my mouth, not tasting it, and pretending like it didn't even go into my body or my system? And so I've been meeting that impulse to be busy by offering a chance to slow down and create more of a mindful eating ritual. And so that looks like taking, you know, my snack or whatever I am enjoying and sitting without technology, without a phone and mindfully eating it, you know, savoring each bite, noticing how it feels as it enters my body, noticing how it feels on my tongue. Noticing my relationship to the textures, to the smells, to the senses. Even taking that moment to be grateful for it. If I made it, you know, noticing all the ingredients that were put into it and where all the ingredients come from and travel from, all the hands and people that have worked to get those ingredients into my mouth, into my body, whether it's chia seeds or chocolate chips or butter flower whatever it is just noticing all the layers and so that practice has really helped me slow down to untangle from that inner impulse to catch up to hurry to be busy to enter that rat race kind of feeling that feels like this constant stream in our modern day world that we have a choice to step into and let that flow like a kind of water slide shoot us down and around, or we can step out of it and find our own rhythm in relationship to it. And so that's been a really big noticing for me. And so I I welcome you to think about your relationship to busyness your relationship to time your relationship to being alive in this world you know your relationship to your health your relationship to how you fuel and nourish yourself my teacher Greg Scharf also said this beautiful quote of life is too precious to hurry right life is too precious to hurry Because all we have is this one moment. All we have is this one moment. So why hurry? Why try to juice everything out of it? Why try to rush to the next one? Can we just fully be and bring our awareness to each moment, moment to moment, knowing that when we are present, we tend to be happier, And so what does that look like to continue to train our brains to be in the present moment? On retreat, time was really interesting because it felt like it was going to go by slowly. You know, this month that I had in front of me, it felt like this big mountain I was climbing up. But in reality, the days went by pretty fast. And as I'm recording this podcast, I'm, again, about two and a half weeks into being back home, and I'm noticing, like, oh, where, where I would have been on retreat, you know, in kind of the flow. I would have been just past the halfway point. And time is really relative. On retreat, there were many times when I experienced boredom, and that was really interesting. Because boredom kind of seems like it's a luxury in this busy world that we live in, right? That you shouldn't be bored because there's always more we could be doing. And only, you know, the super privileged are bored. It was interesting to notice the mind get really agitated when it was bored. Right, because I'm so conditioned to being super stimulated. There's this John Cabot Zen quote where he says, When you pay attention to boredom, it gets unbelievably interesting. When you pay attention to boredom, it gets unbelievably interesting. And it's so true because on retreat, in certain moments when I wasn't in formal meditation practice, it was learning how to sip tea and be with kind of this simple practice and find it interesting or to sit on a bench and look out at a tree and just notice and there were moments, I'd be lying if there were moments when I was doing that, that I was like, oh my God, save me. Like, how much longer can I do this? You know, there are totally those conversations in my mind. And I would notice them and then come back to finding, you know, neutral. Come back to looking and just being curious about the environment. And then it would be interesting. And I shared in the last episode how even maybe get pleasant, right? This curiosity that counteracts boredom would open up all of these other doors and experiences. So when I returned home, one of the things that I really wanted to be intentional about was my relationship to my phone. And in the evenings is typically where I can enter doom scrolling status, specifically after dinner when my husband's cleaning up and after I've done the cooking and after the first days of being home I just didn't want to touch my phone at all so I would grab a cup of tea and I turned one of the chairs in our living room out to face this big window we have and I just stared at the trees and stared at nature and my husband was like what are you doing you know in a loving way and I was like I'm I'm bored And I'm looking for what's interesting. You know, I'm being open. And this opened my curiosity to explore how much I actually feel bored in my life. And how there's this impulse to fill that boredom with something. Whether that's with a hobby or you know, creative endeavor or a phone call. And again, sometimes that's a wise use of time. But it's like, can we also just be with boredom? I remember feeling bored when I was younger and it was this opportunity to go into my room and just let my curiosity and creativity take over. You know, I'd play my games and have my make-believe world to tap into. And so many fun things came out of that. Can we allow boredom to be there even if it's uncomfortable? Right, and to notice a relationship to boredom. Maybe you feel boredom is really restless. Maybe you feel boredom is boring. Maybe you don't even notice you're bored and you're filling that space with social media or eating or online shopping. And so I just welcome you too to explore Boredom bites throughout your day. Can you notice these moments and just observe them with a lot of curiosity and kindness without needing to fill them or create a story in the mind? If I'm bored, that means I'm not cool because I don't have a social community to keep me stimulated and entertained or I don't have enough plans or I'm not interesting or I'm not working hard enough. Right, all of the stories that we can create. So I welcome you just to notice these boredom bites. As I bring this podcast episode to a close, I hope that my sharing and my noticings have stimulated some sort of pondering of your own and I would love to hear what's coming up for you. So feel free to reach out via Instagram at Wade and share with me what you're taking away from today's podcast, what you're noticing about pace, about time, about boredom, about your own mindful eating practice. All of it is welcome. Thanks so much for being here. And until next time, stay safe.